Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Happy St. Patty's Day to you and yours. One of my favorite holidays every single year. My uh, wife and her wonderful family, my in-laws, in fact, are staying us um, right now. 100% Irish. Uh, we celebrate St. Patty's Day like we celebrate like every other holiday that we love to uh, cherish and, and, and champion. And... Um, this is one of my favorites. Happy St. Patty's Day. Judah Wickhauer wearing green. I'm wearing green. The star of our program's got a green sports jacket on. How are you, my friend? Yeah, good. And I've got my uh, lucky, oh. lucky Irish uh, socks Can on. Can we see that on camera? It's going to be, be challenging. Ooh, the studio <laughs> camera. <laughs> studio oh. camera. The exceptions we make for the executive producer and the star of the show. Yeah, but I do bring alcohol. You bring up. alcohol. Swing that leg up again. Put that bring leg, that leg up again. See, huh? can, can he do it? He's like the Rockettes over here. Just bring that leg up again. Can he do it? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> no, don't, don't, please don't ask me to keep this don't up. Don't break your hip there, Smith. There we go. Keith Smith showing his St. Patty's Day footwear, sockwear today. So, uh, uh, what is your family's St. Patrick's Day tradition? Uh, as soon as I woke up this morning, my wife walked into the uh, bedroom. This was 7.15 in the morning. She goes, it's St. Patty's Day. I'm pouring the Baileys in the coffee now. Wake up. <laughs> literally, 7.15 in the morning. She walked in. She's, she's watching the program right now. She literally said that to me. I said, yes, ma'am, let's go. So we started with some Baileys um, in the 7 o'clock hour, as Irish often do. And then we, had, um, we have a text chain going, like all families do. And currently on our Irish text chain, um, my brother-in-law is asking how soon is it is too soon to start cooking the corned beef. He's asking for a, a friend, meaning yeah. he's asking for himself. I walked out not only to Bailey's and coffee, but the corned beef was already in the slow cooker. There you go. So they put the, uh, my wife put the, uh, and it was a huge block. Yeah, beef. sure. Huge, massive block. We'll eat it for a couple of days. In the slow cooker, probably late 6 o'clock hour, early 7 o'clock hour. There is nothing better than corned beef sandwiches a couple of days oh, after, phenomenal. After, after that. How do you like your corned beef? Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's the, it really depends. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, my mother allows me to talk about many things. Yeah? I'm Evidently pretty, not corned beef? I'm per, apparently, I don't think I've got, I would have to ask permission to give away her recipe before she does that. I okay. might get into huge, huge, Huge uh, trouble trouble with that. Well, let, let me ask this question then: What kind of condiments? Do oh you yeah, put yeah with corned beef, cabbage. Yeah, right. Uh, boiled potatoes. Yeah, you know that's just the traditional. That's how we take traditional it. mustard. Meal. I would, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, and it's interesting because my wife puts German mustard on the corned beef, which is an interesting. Interesting. It's, it, it's fact that it's just the it's like a social studies lesson there. It's the international flavor of my family. Okay. <laughs> right. German mustard. Yeah, actually Aust spicy? actually Austrian. Uh it has uh, it's um much like I have to go back to get some more libations for the bar, uh, we have mustard sent over from Europe huh. on a regular basis and and in Germanic parts of the world mustard's a big thing oh no all, doubt all different flavors and stuff like that i'm a huge mustard fan it's not the yellow mustard you see oh, like and the, this is i wouldn't expect yeah yeah this is very uh different flavors on top of it but seeds it's used, in that mustard yeah, yeah. So very you, seedy you, you, usually well for the corned beef i would do this the the corn ground you know the seed grounded kind of ye darker yellow mustard a little bit robust um for us up in new york it would be a golden's 
kind of thing. I don't know if they actually have it down here, but yeah. So, uh, but I was talking about the brine that you use for the corned beef. Everybody's got their own little. Secret. Oh, that's out of my pay grade. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why. It's I out of my pay grade. That's why I thought we were going like, okay, what's the actual recipe by which you know? Because you got to brine it for a little while and so forth and so on. So we'll we'll stay out of that. And Clark Ramey, welcome to the program. Kevin hey, Yancey says he's going to do a shepherd's pie this morning. There you go. Grayson says he has the uh, corned beef on the slow cooker as well. We have um, Carter watching the program in Fluvanna. Carter says, our corned beef is in the slow cooker. We like the uh, boiled twice-baked potatoes um, as well. And, of course, mustard with the corned beef. Happy St. Patty's Day, fellas. I very much enjoy your program. Jamie Turner, mayor of Gordonsville. I have a decent case study, but I have a work call. If you all are still on the phone, still on, I will post it after my work call. Jamie Turner, we love your case studies. Jamie Turner working? Jamie Turner's working, yes. There you go, buddy. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Stacking the paper, Jamie Turner, for all the uh, investment properties he's buying. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So you know, St. Patty's Days is one of uh, one of one of my favorites. Uh, you know, anything that that has uh, food, drink, family involved in it is always a good thing. Uh, you know, Christmas is fun, but it's become a little bit pressure. You know, I, I would say Thanksgiving and and a lot of expectations. A lot of expectations. Yeah, I, I would say uh, St. Patty's Day and Thanksgiving. St. Patty's Day, you wake up, your wife tells you to get out of bed, when, and 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 romanticizes you and seduces you to the kitchen with a, a Bailey's coffee. That doesn't happen on Christmas. That doesn't happen on Thanksgiving. That doesn't happen on Easter. This is a family show, right? This is a family show. <laughs> yeah. That does not happen on Christmas, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, Easter, Fourth of July. Does that happen to you? Not, not to me. Only no, on no. Fourth of, Fourth of July to us, though, was a little extra special. Oh, it's special for all for all of us. Yeah, but but Yona and I go to Monticello for the uh, swearing in of the naturalization of the new U.S. new U.S. citizens. We've been doing that as long as we've been here. That's toughest it. question I'm going to ask you today. How do you spell Patty? Excuse Patty me? from St. Patty's Day. Yeah, so those Mets are going to probably do really good. Come on now. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't spoken about the loss yet. Oh, UVA's loss? Yeah. That, was, ah, that was painful. That was yeah, so he, here's my theory on that. That means they're going to win uh, the title next year. Let's hope so. That's the theory I've got on it. That was a tough loss. Oh, brutal tough, brutally tough loss. Yeah. Kia Clark, one of my favorite UVA basketball yeah. players of all time, he is going to be remembered, and this is unfortunate, for yeah. the greatest pass in UVA history, the pass to Mamadi Diakite, who helped him win. That pass helped him win a national championship, yeah. and he's going to remember, be remembered for the worst pass in UVA history, yeah. the pass from yesterday. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, it, it's not one event that makes a great player. It's, it's a... It's a season. He 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 was fun to watch. Oh, phenomenal! Five and, years of Kia, and I and I Whew, wish him only the, the best the best the best of luck. But look, literally one of my favorite players. Look, at the end of the day, it wasn't that that may have been the last play of the game, but they were starting losing it after the second half. So you know they were up pretty substantially uh, at the end of the first half. But you know my theory on it is very simple. We. Kind of had the same thing happen to us before, and that means next year we're going to win the national title. That's that, and I'm not betting, by the way. <laughs> the bar's pretty empty. We love when you yeah. place bets. We get a deeper bar over here. So, what, so anything interesting on the feed, or do we want to jump into a housing market? Multiple today, people have said uh, exactly right, Stephanie Wells Rhodes. He's only human. There you go. The the 
the disdain and dislike I'm seeing on social media for Kia Clark is unwarranted. He is one of the best basketball players, UVA history, a national champion, leads the ACC, ACC history in wins and assists. Of course, he leads UVA in wins and assists, games played, games started. This is literally one of the best basketball players in UVA history, Kia Clark. So One of the best. So I, I would not understand and could not understand what it's like to be a Division I athlete at that, at that level. But I do know, from, particularly from doing the show for the last four years, you know, don't judge somebody by a split-second thing. It happens, right? It's, it's life. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, this guy's an athlete. was great to watch. He's going to go places, I think. Um, I don't know what his future looks like, but, you know, let's be kind. Yeah, he'll, he'll play basketball Let's, across the pond. He won't know. play in the NBA. And yeah. we'll get back to real estate here in a matter of moments. One, just, things I want, one thing I want to add to this, uh, Chris Graham of the Augusta Free Press reported late yesterday that Reese Beekman is coming back to UVA basketball next year and Armand Franklin also wants to come back to UVA for another season. That's Chris Graham of the Augusta Free Press reporting Reese Beekman Definitely coming back next year. And Armand, Armand Franklin wants to come back next year. So that's not bad. You're going to lose Gardner. You're going to lose Kia Clark. You're going to lose Vanderstash. Hopefully Shedrick returns. Isaac McNeely, you see a lot of talent here in Promise. you got a point guard transferring from Georgetown who's been on the team. He's sitting out per rules. But this Georgetown transfer point guard is pretty explosive. you got some talent returning here. Yeah, you know, just... Just respect the talent, and these guys are playing their hearts out. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Next year, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take number one. You watch. St. Paddy's Day, P-A-D-D-Y, right? Uh, double D. You don't go. go double T, do you, for Patty? It's double D. Judah Wickhauer on a three-shot as we wish J-Dubs and his fresh haircut a happy St. Paddy's Day. My friend, 12 years of working alongside each other, 12 St. Paddy's Days, DD or TT for Patty? It's D's. Right, double D. Because uh, because in Irish, uh, Patrick is spelled with a D. Yeah. Padrake. There you go. It's it's a double. That's D. why we keep Judah Wickow around, right there. Well, that that plus, kind of knowledge. Let's look how handsome he is. Yeah, Judas been getting props left and right for the haircut. Is, Viewers and listeners, look at the screen and look at Judas' fresh cut. Doesn't have a lick of gray in that at all. If I looking sharp uh, over there, he's got some gray in the beard. There's some gray. Yeah, but I just enough to be dis- dis- distinguished. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, back back onto real estate end of it. Just just taking a look at the last seven days. You know, things have been tracking along. We've got seventy this last week. We've got seventy four that came on one oh six that went off. We started the week at. Um, 65 coming on 102 going off so we're holding we're holding double digit pendings and we're hovering somewhere around the 65 to 75 per week coming on so you know we're just we're not we're still upside down I still think the inventory needs to increase but it seems like uh, the pendings are upticked quite a bit in the last several weeks I know I know on our end it surely has on that end of it so um, just Now's the time to list, and now's the time to uh, to sell or buy. Excuse me, now's Woody Fincham watching the program. Hey, Woody, I believe he's on the uh, near horizon. He is on the, the best appraisers on the Eastern Seaboard, and he is on the docket 
for our next Wednesday. Uh, so a little bit of a tease on that. Next Wednesday, we're going to be doing uh, a little a little how to win in today's housing market, both as from a buyer and seller perspective. But we're going to kind of focus a little bit on more on the buyer side of it, you know, with with these pendings coming in so quickly, how do you how do you win in in today's market? So it's going to kind of be wrapped around uh, around six things, right, Jerry? Oh, <laughs> it's going to be Professor around, Smith ra- wrapped around six things. What student, are those six things, Jerry? Student Miller is ready to go. The L- six, those six rights. Uh, you you don't need this apostrophe here on this. Initiative. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, there's a grammatical error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah six yeah, yeah. rights apostrophe. I'm just happy I got that far. Professor Smith uh, printed out. Did you just call me professor? Looks like seven uh, slides for me to help me learn. The first slide, I, I noticed a grammatical error. I was the student in high school and in middle school that would often correct the teacher. Yeah, so and you say, were the ass. This is no, the mistake that, that nobody liked. I was in the back row, not paying attention. Then she tried to embarrass me, and I would Let's... be like, "Well, actually, you do it this way. <laughs> this is how you do it." That's that was me. Uh, the six rights needed to win in today's real estate market. Number one. Location. The right location. The right location. Did I do that right? Any grammatic errors there? Uh, grammatical. No grammatical errors. There. <laughs> the right. <laughs> the right location. Maybe next time. Maybe next time we should do this before we go live. The right what location. Number two, Judah. The right price and highlighted by three dollar signs on Keith's fantastic slide, slide right here. <laughs> the right price with three dollar slides. Uh, number three. The right features. This was done correctly. The right features. You need right features right there. I like how we did a little graphic design with the three right there. Very creative. So Keith fa- Smith is a renaissance man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm proud of I my friend. I can't speak and I can't spell. But I'm, anyway, besides that. I'm proud of my friend. And friend. apparently I make up words. God, thank you. Thank you. Keep on going. Let's number, go. four, number four. The right condition. There you go. The right condition is number four. These are the keys to winning in today's market. Number five. Ooh, very pretty number five. The right timing. Time. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, sound effects. Sound effects. On today's program. (laughs) St. Patty's Day is coming in great. Number six, the right team. Right. We we, we kind of tweaked that one a little. We tweaked that one. We tweaked that a little bit. The person on the other side matters. Uh, I I like on the other side matters, but... uh, This was uh, Yona's influence right here. This might have been somebody else's. This was Yona's influence, It was somebody, yeah. Tune in live. Wow, this is a teaser. Tune in live March 22nd <laughs> at 10.15 a.m. to learn more on how and that's to win actually a video in today's market. Presented by Interstate Service Company. <laughs> try to fr- a, a, a house's friend. Hold on. How, come on. you got to get oh, there, Tyler. Oh, Stephanie, I'm working friend. so hard, best Stephanie. Sorry, Stephanie. I'm working so sorry, hard sorry, with sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. A home's best, best friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just... Interstate Service Company. Yeah, okay. Family owned and operated. Now I'm embarrassed. The Wells family, honest, capable, talented, well-resourced, well-connected. They do right You by should make that a sizzle reel. That's right. <laughs> That's good. So what, I, why does, huge, she knows I'm a huge fan of her family. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 couldn't couldn't do this without them, but we also couldn't do our business without them, right? You couldn't do a transaction without. Oh, them. So you should you should uh, let folks know. Mold remediation, ISC. That's right. Pest control, American Pest. That's right. But I'm just exactly right. So if you need some help prior to, this is the folks to reach out to to make sure you've got all your. Right. Remember this. What was it? Right features, right? Or right condition is actually what it is to make sure the condition is right when you go to the market, which actually impacts 
uh, price. All these things kind of interchange to one another. You can't just do one stand standalone. So again, if you have some mold in your home and you want to clean that up before you go, you call the ISC. Now we, now we have great conditions, which means I can get more money for 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 the home. But you know, you know, to, to start with location, location is everything. It's kind of a duh thing. But we've been talking about this for a while. Micro, micro markets matter. Certain locations, and this is what we're going to talk about on Wednesday, you know, certain locations impact the rest of the other five, right, on it. So, but you, you can't really change the where. If you're trying to sell, you can't really change the where. When you're buying, you can kind of, you can kind of move your where around a little bit, depending upon the price, features, condition, and then, and then, and then the timing. So, you know... Location is super important. You know, price is always important, right? I cannot overstate enough, particularly in today's market, Jerry, that you have to price the house right. And what we're starting to see is we're starting to see at least the last couple of transactions that I've been working on, you're starting to see certain numbers a little bit below market hit the market, right? So listing prices that are a little bit below where they think they should they should have been. And I don't think that's anything, um, here's a big word, nefarious Okay. on it. Uh, oh, Ray Cadell would disagree with you. Ray Cadell, you watching the program? Ray, Ray might, but, but I can tell you. And the, the strategy is underpricing homes to solicit multiple offers and driving the closing price well above initial listing price. The contract price, yeah. A lot of people say yeah. that's a bit sketch. A lot of people say that's a bit sketch. Well, I can, I can tell you, um, again, my phone calls and stuff the last couple of weeks that I've been having, both in Richmond and here, by the way. Richmond is a little bit more uh, the numbers accelerating above listing price is actually much greater than here as far as a market goes. Um, but I think what, what's happening here is I think the market is moving so fast in the last two months that real estate agents are kind of looking too far back to get what a list price is going to be. Yes, some are some doing it as a strategy. I'm sure of that. I would think a majority of them, though, are really honestly saying this is what the data is showing me because they've been taught to go back so far. And you can't really do that. You know, 30 days ago, the market is way different than it is today. Another 30 days from now, it's going to be way different than that. And, you know, uh, it requires. When we go to slide number six, I think, it requires this team, the who matters, right? Because we spend so much time in the marketplace that we kind of understand uh, what the price is going to be. But, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it, – I, I want to think the best of people. That's generally my rule of thumb uh, to say that a couple of people are doing that intentionally would be um, naive to say that nobody's doing that. Vanessa Parkhill, welcome to the program. It's one I got thing, the finger. It's one thing, no, you didn't get the finger. It's one thing to price a house um, and the market changes in the coming soon period or in the conversational period with the potential bot, with the, uh, with the sellers saying we're thinking coming about coming soon at period this. period just to be... It's two weeks. It's only two weeks. Yeah. It's two weeks. You have a conversation before the coming soon period with sellers yeah. where you're figuring out a price that generally takes a couple of days. 
a few days. So you generally have somewhere between two and three weeks before it actually hits the market out of a coming soon period. It's one thing to come out in that two or three week period and the market moves. It's another thing to come out 15% below market from day one as a strategy. Well, in Richmond, it's... it's it's the game. That's six figures. Yeah, below. in Richmond, that's the game. At least the areas I'm looking at for my for my daughter, it's six figures. Who, by the way, is going to join us Ooh. on the 22nd. I, I um, I'm excited about it because it it I, I would like her to share from her perspective on this home search process and and how this has gone and. If anybody knows anything about the Smith family, uh, we're, a, we're, we're brutally, open books, open books and brutally honest with one another. So if there's something I'm not doing right, she will tell the world that I'm not doing it right. And rightly so. Uh, the only way you're going to learn is to learn. And, and she be, has aspirations of following in the footsteps of her yeah, she, father she's studying, and actually, now. beautiful mother. And a poor girl. Into real estate. The poor girl. I don't know what she's thinking. Uh, case study coming in from oh, Jamie Oh, I Turner, love it. I love it. I love it. The mayor Thank of you. Gordonsville. Jamie, Jamie's like, okay, guys, let's get to work. Um, hit Mr. Smith with this one, he Ooh. says. I have it's a Keith, by the way. That's Keith, yeah. Jamie, we're close friends. It's Keith. Close friends. Close friends. I have a friend whose parents want to move out of their current house. They have tons of equity, low interest rate. It would be a great rental. However, they cannot keep their current house. Because they need the equity yeah. to pay for the next house. Yeah. Could my friend assume their loan and pay them the cash they would need for their down payment on the next house? So the I'll give it to you again. I have a friend whose parents want to move out of their current house. The parents have a ton of equity. Low interest rate. It would be a great rental. However, the parents cannot keep their current house because they got to trade up their current house to go well, to they the need next the capital one. out of They that. need the cash out of the act. They, they need the equity. Well, they need it so they can compete. Could your friend assume their loan and pay them the cash they would need for their down payment on the new house? I'd say that's a Scott Morris question. Uh, yes and a no. Um, so if I, if I follow the back end of it, let me, let me Jamie, let me, try to, let me try to explain what I heard and then tell me if I'm wrong. Um, so we've got house A that we've got a ton of equity in it. We've decided we don't want to rent it because we need the equity to buy, right? So we're going to sell house A, have the equity out of, out of house A to buy. The loan assumption, is that on the purchase or is that the loan assumption on the sale? I'm assuming he's thinking of a loan assumption on the purchase. No, so he would assume the loan of the parents. The oh, parents Jamie. who have, oh, 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 I, I, the I didn't parents who have debt there. on their current house, they want to use the massive equity position they have on their current yeah, house. Yeah, but that doesn't give them the cash that he wants. I mean, unless the unless the money he he the friend the air quotes friend I gives to the parents is enough for the down payment on the next I, house. I was having a hard time connecting the dots there. So the, the the struggle for the parents for the seller. So if somebody assume if they go ahead and do an assumption loan, it's no different than a seller financing for, for all intents and purposes on it, uh, and it depends on how much is left over and so in the you know what the, the the how much is left on the loan, so forth and so on. That's not going to give them the cash that they need. It depends on what they owe on the loan. If if well, if unless, the friend unless, goes to the parents and says you owe fifty thousand on your loan. And you also want to get, which 
it's, you know, yeah, yeah. Pick, pick a, a number. number. Pick, pick a number. number. I got it. Yeah. And you also want to buy. So he comes in with a five fifty thousand dollars. And he also they also have they need a place to move. And let's say they're eyeing a five hundred thousand dollar house. They would need twenty. They probably want to do twenty percent down. Okay, a hundred grand. The friend could go to the parents and say, "Here's the fifty thousand that you owe, which gets him at zero, plus hundred thousand. So now he's coming one hundred and fifty k. One hundred and fifty k. Probably going to need some money for closing for these people to buy the next yeah. place. Well, that, that that would be a very generous thing to do, but that's a, a, a complicated, re- a realistic complicated. expectation. It's not. Comp- it's actually not that complicated. It's what it's what the what the parties decide to want to do. If 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 person A wants to write a check for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and assume, so it's not assuming the loan. What they're doing is they're paying the loan off on the behalf of of the person, and then then buying the home, right? Because there's going to have to be some transfer of deed or something like that. And in the buying of the home, the person gets a hundred grand to go ahead and do it. My suggestion would be um, is to make it a little bit simpler is to put house A on the market right get your capital out of it start negotiating it and so what we would want to do is to negotiate on the listing side on the sale side to say okay this sale is again it's all a matter of the location right number one location is going to drive this a lot uh, my suggestion would be is, okay, tell you what, we're going to put it on the market. We're going to list it. Is, any contracts are contingent upon uh, the, the seller finding a home within a certain period of time on that end of it. So we give, we give the seller an opportunity to go find something else. We also can do, depending on, on the buyer scenario, on the buyer of the, the, of the, home, of the friend's home on that end of it, um, we could do a lease-back scenario but if they're borrowing money at 60 days is max, you can do that. If it's cash, you can do it as long as if, – if I'm buying the friend's home in cash, they can stay in that home forever. The simplest answer is to sell it. My assumption is the equity is substantial. Yeah. Um, and they, what they want to do is a lateral move, I'm thinking, is what they want to do, is to take this substantial amount of money, lateral move over to something else that fits their needs a little bit better – and probably stay in whatever monthly rent, monthly mortgage payment they're paying, something similar. I, I would bet a bottle to fill our bar. That's probably the scenario. Michael Plecker says, Jamie Turner, consider a cash-out refi and keep the old home and rent it. It's another option. That's another option. That's assuming the friend. Um, no, in that, that scenario, the parents would cash out refi and then buy another house and then keep the current home and rent it. The friend would not be involved in the cash out refi. I understand that. But let's say the pa- that's assuming the parents, my assumption is being in this case scenario, is they'll end up with two loans. They're going to end up, unless there's enough capital out of the sale to buy in cash. I doubt there is. Yeah. So therefore now they're doing two loans. Well, then the rent covers the loan on the first Ass- home. Assuming it does, yeah. Yeah. Assuming it does. Yeah, that's what Plecker's uh, alluding to. Yeah, I, I will tell you my experience has been, and, and if they're somewhere close to my age, right, they're just going to want, my advice would be make, keep it simple, stupid, sell it, take the cash, negotiate it in so that they can stay in there to find something, and then, and then make the migrate. Those are easy things to kind of put together. But the options we're throwing out there actually make sense, right? Uh-huh. You can... You can do um, you know a HELOC on the house, 
you know, it's, we also would have to ask Scott that. What, what the hell is the interest rates on HELOCs these days? How hard they This is get. a complicated situation, Jamie Turner. Um, Kevin Yancey is saying the, this. Is this right, Jamie, what Kevin's saying? Kevin's saying, I think Keith is missing the point. I think they're trying to get two families in homes with one transaction. Oh, now that's a different story. Is that what they're trying to do there? No, that's, di- that's a different scenario. So uh, mo- that what, they're, what they're proposing, what, what Kevin's talking about is a multi-family or multi-generational home, which, by the way, next month the generational report. No, not multi-family. It multi-generational. A family in the initial house and then a family in the house that they're trying to buy. It would be two different homes. Okay, got it. I thought Kevin was alluding to a, putting a multi-generational home together. No, I don't got think it. that's what he's trying to do there. Got I it. think uh, it's very complicated, Jamie. Um, here's what I have a friend whose parents want to move out of their current house. Okay. The parents have a ton of equity, low interest rate. It would be a great rental. However, the parents cannot keep their current house because they need the equity to pay for their next house. Okay. Could my friend assume the parents' loan and pay them the cash they would need so, for so the down let's payment do a full, house? Let's do a full stop there and answer that question. That is depending on the lender. Yeah, that's a Scott Morris question. The lender of the, of the parents. A lot of loans are not loan. assumable. M- many are not assumable. Yeah. That we extrapolated it out that that loan was only fifty thousand dollars, and that the friend could pay off the loan, and then we now don't have a loan, and we become a different, a whole different animal. So, if the loan is substantial, right? More than likely, nine times out of ten, most loans are not assumable. So let's just answer that question to it. So the path is really sell the house, take the equity, negotiate it in such a way. That you got a little leeway, a you've little a, like. You've got a ton of leeway. Yeah, a little and window it, of moving. And if the home is in a premium, premium location, the ability to negotiate in that deal is, is great. You're going to be able to do that. If it's not in such a hot location or a hot, hot neighborhood, for lack of a better term, that becomes a little bit more difficult. So assuming it's in the, in the right spot, in the right location... Right price, right features, right condition. We're talking timing now, which is number five, right? That's, that's where we're going to have to negotiate this thing in, together. And then the team matters and, and who's on the other side matters because we're going to have to put everything together. My advice would be... Jamie says the end goal is keeping the original home and the family while also having the parents in a new place. So your suggestion would be more... Um, logical on it it just depends if the math works right in other words get a second if if the friend is willing to write a check for the balance that is owed right on the loan for the parents then that path works right you go ahead now you've got something free and clear if the friend writes a check for the balance that is owed now they own the home it's no first deed of trust they own the the parents are selling the house at a substantially reduced number Correct, but... Because but, they're only selling the home for the balance that's owed on their mortgage, but so depend, they're not getting the full... But depending on what the friend and the parents wish to do, because... Then they can do like some kind of 30-year, whatever they assess the house to be valued at, whatever they appraise the value to be at, then they can do a loan between themselves. That's exactly right. 
So what they do is they go do That's a complicated super endeavor. Super complicated. Right that is yeah. something super complicated. It sounds like when blood starts turning to enemies with scenarios like this. Well, I, I don't think I would go that far. Um, but that surely is a complicated case study to do live. Yeah. Right? So that's really, Jamie, um, uh, let me buy you so a... So then you would, pre you would pretty much create your own loan between the two parties. And you'd create your own loan between the two parties with the house, with the, uh, house and the deed that the uh, young guy bought from the parents being the collateral. Correct, and then you get to use the, you, it, it, this is all about cash, right? This, this is really a cup of coffee or a cocktail around a dining room table and a whiteboard yeah. to kind of map out what it could do. But if friend pays off the loan, now we have a home that has value in it, right? That's, that, that has a, a, a value to it. Now, if the friend writes a cash loan and puts that cash to the side and turns around and takes the house and say, okay, it's worth a half a million dollars, I can get 80% of that. Loan to value. I can just get 80% of the appraised value of it, right? Yeah. So you're talking 400K. Then, I, then he takes that 400K, pays goes, off the parents, gives the parents the entire 400K, and then he's got a 400K loan with whatever bank he took, he utilized the new home as the collateral to get. That would be a path, but I'm thinking somebody's coming up with a lot of cash on the front end to pay this off. You're talking about the parents. It, it, we're going down a slippery slope here yeah. on, on this thing. The, the, the fact... Cully Baggett, the developer from Greene County, says, this one's making my head hurt. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> And I had a headache starting. Now I got even worse. Look. The I've seen crazier things, though. So have you. Yeah. So there's paths here. This is just not one of a case study to do live. It really comes down to what the family wants to do and what they're willing to do. There's about a half a dozen ways to, I don't know if this is even right to say these days, to skin this cat. You can to, say that. To get them to where they can want to be. Can we not say skin the cat? I don't know. So somebody I, I, who loves cats, I probably offended. But the, uh, and I have cats. So the, <laughs> we need to sit down and talk about this because it really depends on the relationship between the friend and the parents and what they're prepared to do and what they're not prepared to do. And then it takes any one of six different paths to get there. What's the most complicated the deal you've ever done? This sounds like it. The... Uh, uh, the, the piece of information that was missing in the beginning is they, want, they absolutely want to keep that house. Yeah, keep the house of the family. That's a huge. So that's a huge. And, and yeah, that means they're willing to potentially not put finance and money in the top priority slot. So to go back to Wednesday, next Wednesday, that's really the key thing here. You actually start asking questions. And it's very difficult to do this live on a feed, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're doing it. Probably impossible, yeah. as I think we're demonstrating by causing people to go get their Advil and their, their Tylenol for their headaches on it. Uh, but there's a path here. We, we just need to sit down and, and whiteboard it out. But thank you for the case study anyway. We love oh, it. I love Jamie Turner's case studies. JT, you make the program better, dude. If they, didn't, if they don't want let's make it simple. If they don't want to keep the house, sell it, cash out, negotiate. That the they want to keep the house. A, they want to sell it. Then there's got to be a relationship established between the two of them. And that needs to get done first. And depending on if the lender lets them do it, which I think they're not going to do it, they're going to have to figure out this deal together, which is going to involve cash. They're going to have to pay off the note. They're going to have to pay the note off. Yeah, they're going to have to pay the note off. In so but if the note is at such a point 
that the chunk is not huge, this younger guy, this younger person, could pay the debt. Then he takes the deed. When he takes the deed, he could leverage the appraised value of the deed, loan to value, generally 70, 75%, get the loan from the bank, and then give this to the parents, and then he just pays the bank. That's what I would do. So I don't know if it's the coffee or the libations, but my brain is now working. Oh! Um, uh, get this man some more rum. The, the, uh, when we're out, i got to go back to St. Martin. <laughs> so, he only drinks rum from, is it St. Martin or St. Martin? Martin. It's St. Martin. Yeah, that's the French side. Okay, so there's a St. Martin, though. Which is the Dutch side. Okay, so he only drinks rum from St. Martin. The French side. Yeah, the French side. It's we damn good rum. We're good? I'm good. We're good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Because now I'll forget it because Don't you interrupted you, me and, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm getting it together. Forget I'm not it. forgetting. I think the right answer here, under the assumption that the loan cannot be assumed, I, I'm, I'm confident that can't happen. I Pick up the phone, call up Scott Morris, friend buys mom and dad's house as an investment property. He's going to have to come up with 20% cash to go ahead and make it happen. Just buy it, which then pays the note off whatever's left over, and then they can use the uh, home as equity to kind of get a, a second. Unless the friend doesn't have the finances to qualify to purchase this house, which I would bet is the case. So I don't think the friend has the financial profile to buy this house to qualify to buy it. So how about somebody buy me a cup of coffee around a kitchen table with the friend and the, and the parents, and we'll map out what this, how this is going to work. Yeah, I, would bet you, I bet you the friend can't qualify to buy this. So right features is number three. <laughs> but I bet you what the friend can do is pay the money on the remaining balance. Well, then, then it's clear then. And if the friend pays the money on the remaining balance, then they can assume the deed after the remaining balance is paid. Then the note can be transferred. And then they can take a loan against the zero dollars they own on this deed that they just picked up. LTV, 70, 80%. Then they just pay that chunk of money to the parents and then... They have a loan with the bank. Friend become, assuming there's enough equity out of the house to buy new without a second loan, then friend becomes the lender to mom and dad based on the asset and the equity they have in house A. So, you know, features are important. <laughs> Conditions are important. On too. Monday, we went to the feed and said, what do you guys want to talk about? And it was the collapse of the American banking industry. <laughs> and and, and now, today was and a now. case study that would drive uh, many darted MBA students a little nervy and racky. Nervy and racky. Nerve-wracking? Let's say nerve-wracking. Is that better? Nerve-wracking? I think my head hurts. Yeah, there's a path here. It ain't easy. Can somebody throw us an easy one? No, I mean, that's, <laughs> well, that's a good one. You know, it, it's, uh, it's... The friend, Kevin, Kevin Yancey, the friend who's buying this house from the parents is not going to be able to assume their 2 to 3% interest rate. Yeah, I, I would agree. The, more, the would financing agree vehicle that the parents have secured is not going to transfer to the friend. Very... Um, Those will not transfer, the yeah. financing specs. I can tell you, 35 years of doing this, I've seen very few assumable loans. And generally, when they're assumable, the interest rates are through the freaking roof. The times, I've actually done an assumable loan, but for me, it was commercial. So that was the second part I was about to say, Mr. Miller, that the only time I've really ever seen these is in commercial. Yeah, I didn't, did one me personally that I negotiated in commercial. Yeah, I, mean, and, I, I Residential, I've never seen an assumable Yeah, and, and it's generally very short term, Yeah, high interest. My assumable loan that I did, it was a five-year term. Yeah. 
I had to pay term. off everything in five years. Most, most. And the interest rate was two points above market. There you go. But that's, that's what I had to. That's what I had to do. And and so commercials are like that. And, yeah. and did you get an opportunity to at least do a thirty-year AM or it was? Uh, I did do a thirty-year AM, so but I still paid it off in five. And right. I did the 30-year AM to make the monthly payments lower mm. in case the you-know-what hit the fan. Uh, but I still paid on a five-year, 60-month schedule. You had to. I, well, or I, after five years, before five years, I would have had to go to a bank and then gotten the money to, to pay the remainder of the balloon payment. But I didn't want to do that. They got their cash no matter how. It doesn't yeah. matter how they got it. I did not want to have to go to the bank. So I or, just paid it on 60 so months. So like, was that a seller finance deal? All the, yeah. all the, all the commercial deals yeah. I've done are seller yeah, yeah, finance. Yeah, yeah. And, and the worst, from a seller's perspective, worst case scenario, they get, just take it back. They just get their and they keep right? all the money to the they point. They keep all the money. And if you structure point. it, if you explain yeah. it to the sellers that way, yeah. it becomes almost like a no-brainer scenario. Yeah. So it has because there's really a hell of a lot less closing costs. I just want to be crystal clear, and not, so we're not giving people more headaches today uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That only the headaches very, are coming later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or about right now. The, uh, <laughs> this time tomorrow morning. No, no. I think we're giving people headaches right now. <laughs> this is what the people want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the um, uh, seller financing, just to set expectations in this market, is zero to non-existent in the residential world. Right. Commercial world is very different. Um, That's correct. Uh, it is very much so. In it's incredibly common. Very, very common. Very common. I'm I mean, how, what, what, how would you characterize the deals we've done in commercial from a seller finance standpoint? Would you say it's? I I was asked this question the other day. I would say a third of the deals. Think it's that high? I'll tell you, most of the commercial deals I did uh, about. I think it was twelve million worth of commercial last year. That's a good sales. chunk. Yeah, um, about three cars them were cash. Yeah, uh, the other ones were seller finance. So you're talking about twenty five percent of the deals. Yeah, it's, it's about right. It's, it's just cleaner, right. easier. Well, yeah, it's commercial money's hard to get nowadays. It's always been hard to get. You know, we were talking about. Um, I don't remember what show we were talking about, acquisition and development loans. Uh, that was Wednesday, Wednesday was show. was Wednesday, yeah. yeah. Good memory. A, a and D, A and D loan, acquisition and development loans, and they call them A, D, and C. For right? construction. For, on the construction side of it. Um, or, or were non-existent for, from the time of great unpleasantness up until a couple of years, and they're generally two or three points over prime. So as Uncle Yowl would... Jay Powell, Powell Jerome Powell. Jerome I can't Powell. believe I just spoke Keith right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got, just laughing his I got yelling off. and Powell mixed up. Uncle. He started with uncle. Can we go to the three shot so we can see Judah laughing over here? Let's go to the three shot over here. How did, how did Jerome Powell become uncle? I don't know. It's a New York thing. Uncle. Uh, he then confused uh, Jed Yellen and confuse. Jerome Powell. I didn't confuse. I mush words together. Okay, okay. And then I create new words. But as Powell raises rates... It screws the A and D thing, and yeah. it pulls people. It's another reason why. That's why the National Association of Home Builders said on Wednesday they were very nervous about A, D, and C loans. Correct. Acquisition, development, and construction. It always loans. is between anywhere between one, and that's almost next to impossible, and three over prime. So whatever, whatever the Fed. If you get one a point above prime, you're a hell of a freaking negotiator. 
I, I got a few of them. You I, did? But a point? you got to remember the story I tell all the time. Before the time of great unpleasantness, I was having bankers walking into my office and offering me negative points. In other words, they were paying me. They wanted to pay me money to borrow $10 million from them. And that's when I ceremoniously kicked them out of the office and knew that we were screwed uh, long before it happened. That was the first telltale. It was about 24 or 36 months before... Uh, you know what hit the fan uh, and that's what they were doing it was insane they were just there was no rules it was the wild wild west and I knew we were in a ton of trouble at that at that particular point in time but um, yeah so it's generally one to three points but it's another reason you know it's what it's what the Fed wants to do the Fed cannot in the Fed can indirectly impact the 30-year mortgage, right? It's, a, it's an emotional thing because the T-bill is based on, you know, what's going on on that screen over there, which is emotion is part of it. The interest rate increase in hikes has a direct impact to AD&C loans. And as that goes up, unless the developer's using cash, and there's a few, few that can do that, but not a lot. Southern's doing that. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but, uh, but there are some other ones that I know of that do that and probably would not prefer we use their name okay. Okay. On, 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 on that. But in any event, it impacts. So this inventory thing we're talking about all the time, mm-hmm. it gets worse. And that interest rates impacts inventory. And that's new inventory. I don't think it's going to impact the 30-year until Scott, Scott gets to his... Um, Double digit, which I think might have an impact, but I was looking at the ten-year Treasury this morning, um, and we're down again. I mean, it's going, it's going in the right, the right direction. Uh, Cully Baggett says the uh, King of Green County development sounds to me like the friend is probably cash strong, but not credit strong, or they are possibly in a debt-to-income pinch. Seems to me like that would be the only reason the friend or anyone would want to come off of that much cash especially in today's market with the uncertainty of the big bank bailouts. Cully, I like when you watch the show and you offer questions and comments. You make the programs better, Cully. Ten I sincerely ten, mean that, dude. Ten-year ten year yield, as I'm sitting here, just went down to 3.38. Um, Do you have any more? Back on February, it was north of four. You, are you at all squeamish with the bank? We, we've had a whole week of it. Not squeamish yet? I, I, I don't. First Republic got pulled in the mix. We talked about this on Monday. Yeah, First Republic yeah, and, was not and, a part of it. The regional banks are starting to get, and the crossfire, the regional banks. Until it directly impacts the ability for folks to get a 30-year mortgage, I'm, I'm so far good with it. Um, but that may change. But at the moment, I think it's limited to certain product types. And it's conf- it is very much so outside of my pay grade. Uh, so I only know what I read and I only know what, what I put together on it. But at the moment, I trust the people that are experts on it that are saying that this is kind of isolated to that type of product type or what these, lo- what these banks have been doing with their money. It's clearly not impacting the market as we sit here today anyway because homes are coming on the market Left and right. I mean, if I just go take a look at uh, what's two days, let's say since Wednesday. Oh, and they're selling, dude. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, since 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 Wednesday to today, thirty homes went pending. So it's not impacting the market at this point. I don't think it will. Um, 
But you now, if it starts migrating into, you know, impacting what Scott can deliver to people, Scott Morris can deliver to people, then we're going to be in a world of you know what. I don't think so. I mean, I know the the Swiss government basically bailed out Credit Suisse, right? I mean, you got a number of big banks bailing out First Republic. Yeah. I mean, what was the cash infusion for First Republic? Oh, in the billions. Thirty. I think it was thirty billion dollars. Yeah. With, with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, mm. J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, just to name a few, literally pulling deposits together to bail First Republic to the tune yeah. of $30 billion. Competitors and other banks keeping another bank alive for the sole purpose of trust in the American banking system. And liquidity. Well, I mean, maybe sole purpose isn't the right word. For I don't know about trust. I think... Uh, partially... To keep the American the trust of the American banking system in place, partially. That's think, why why I, they did it. I think they don't want to get pulled down. Of course, yeah. It's 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 about self preservation. Or yeah. they yeah. don't want the feds to come in and tell them and start running their shop. I, I think it's what what, uh, what Wickower just yeah. said. Again, it, it it's a, a little bit above my pay grade. All I can tell you is on the street. Uh, Interstate Severus companies doing a bunch of WDIs. We're writing contracts. We've got listings that are going on that are getting activity. activity oh, on speaking it. of a listing. I know that. Collie Baggett, this is for you. Collie Baggett is a uh, that, Greene County stakeholder. Collie, are you ready for this, Collie? That was a... That was a you still a, watching, CB? How that, about uh, subdivision Deer Lake Estates? How about 5 Rudolph Street in Rutgersville? This is value. This is priced fantastically. This house right here is a gem. $535,000 asking price, 5 Rudolph Street in Rutgersville. You got a nice little piece of land right here, Smith. That is an excellent thing. I, as a matter of fact, just emailed the link to uh, Judah and you, if Judah can throw it up there so people that are watching can uh, take, take a look at it. Yeah. Let's get this under contract this weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, we'll find out. You know, it, it went live about an hour. 45 minutes ago. Yeah, it went live about 45 minutes ago. So 1.235 acres. Yeah, and it's a custom-built home. It's really gorgeous. It's in Greene County. It's, it's a hop, skip, and a jump into uh, downtown. You know, you, you're right on 29. You've got over 4,000 square yeah. feet here. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty cool home. It's been custom-built. You have to take a look at the pictures in it. Um, you know, the pictures actually tell the story, and we're excited about it. But this is what's happening, Jerry, right? We've got people saying now it's time to list the house. We've got people that are buying. You know, I'm just looking. It's interesting. The last two days, um, and we're one of them, we actually are on par, which is interesting. The last two days, we had 30 come on and 30 go off. So that, so that means we're kind of going in the right direction. But if we go back five days which would be the beginning of this week. Thank you, Judah, for doing that. Thank um, you, Judah. Laddie. Yeah, Laddie. Yeah. Last five days is not looking any better. That was 65 came on, 83 went off. So homes are coming on. You're starting to see this, this trend going on where homes, the homes that are coming on the market are somewhere in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday kind of thing. Right, and then the interesting thing is going to be on Monday to see what's came on this week. Did they go off? Right? Did we get that short um, uh, as far as a spread in it? 
spreading to go. So we'll keep a track on that. Um, I think on Monday we have uh, Nikki joining us. Nikki Chambliss. Yeah, and I think one other guest. Um, Keller Williams Alliance's finest. And I'm excited about, um, let me see what she put in here. Um, uh, She didn't put it in there, but I think she has a guest joining us, another real estate agent. Friday I'm super excited about, a week from today. This has been, the rest of this kind of month has been... um, been, I've been filling in with what I love the most, which is this. Batman and Robin, a uh, week from today on Friday, we will have the best um, home buyer seminar that Central Virginia no, history. No, that's Wednesday. Oh, excuse me. We got a busy week next one. Next Wednesday, we will have the best home buyer seminar that Central Virginia has literally ever seen. A home buyer seminar that will not be held in person in a dark, dank, small room that no one attends, that's sparsely populated with just a few. Three or four people. Oh, no, no, no. What do you come up with these? Keith Smith has chosen the I Love Seville Network and this platform to host a homebuyer seminar. And he's invited stakeholders of valuable proportions, including the illustrious and esteemed Woody Fincham, including the talented and robust in knowledge Scotty Morris, and including the naive but very aggressive in our work ethic Yvonne? Oh, I would never use the word naive. Aggressive in her work ethic? She's new to the business. All all that I get. Naive Okay, should I say your daughter is seasoned in real estate? I'm going to say my daughter is awesome. Okay, she's awesome. Awesome. She works extremely hard. New to real estate. Can I say that? Uh She has aspirations of becoming a realtor, right? You know, look... Uh, I, I am, Naive was not the right word. I apologize for that. How about I, new to real estate? Oh, you're doing really good <laughs> until that. <laughs> new I to real rub, estate. I must be rubbing off to you. Uh, I, I would actually say no, right? Because yeah. the She wants to be a realtor. She's not a realtor now. How's that? Yeah, yeah. she's been around it, absorbed it. You know, it's pretty by osmosis. She's the kid of a kid of two realtors. A kid of two realtors who's been on a job. I, I, I remember... If you put her in a track hoe or a skid steer, she can operate that thing probably better than most people. She is, she's got a pretty awesome skill set. But, yeah, as a dad, it's pretty hard not to be proud. But um, I never imparted on – Yona and I never imparted on our children, um, you know, do, it, do what you want to do. As long as you were passionate about it, I would support it. I couldn't care what you would do. I'd, I'd love – I don't know if my friend Dean Russell is watching right now. Dino, are you watching right now? I would love if my son became an active and frequent uh, squash player. He's taking squash lessons now. It's one of my passions and hobbies. That's that's different. I would love if he did it. So when when I went to play, he could play in the court next to me. That would be more playing for everyone, maybe more playing for me. I would love if my son played squash every day. It's all about day. you, right? <laughs> I would love if he played squash every day. So I used to run with Yvonne, right, and, my, and Yasmina. So that was that. But I'm talking about what they want to do for their, in the, in, for their lives, their living, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, uh, as, long as, you're, as long as you're passionate about what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Oh, that's so true. And, uh, you know, I, I can honestly say I've never worked a day in my life. Most people who know me says the same thing, by the way. <laughs> Smith, you don't really work. Specifically your mother. My mo- no, my mother, that's a different question. My mother says, so what do you do? That's a different I question. I love your mom. Different question. You make sure you tell her that oh, I ask listening. her every day, how she's, are you doing? And that I check in with her. She's, she's, she's listening right now, I'm sure of it, because I'll get a phone call, I'm sure. I can't believe you said that. 
So be, pas- be passionate. Be passionate about what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life. Um, John Blair watching the program. Hey, Jerry and Keith, happy St. Patty's Day happy to St. you as well, Day. Judah, he says. Uh, John Blair on LinkedIn, the question in my mind is this. Does the average banking service consumer feel that their deposits are safe in a local regional bank? Did the Fed's announcement on Monday and the First Republic $30 billion bailout and Credit Suisse $53 billion bailout curb local regional bank deposit drains? If it works, I don't think there's going to be a 30-year mortgage rate issue. But if not, we're going to end up with 10 to 12 major banks, maybe fewer, which will almost inevitably lead to higher interest rates, in my humble opinion. That's a lot of truth to that. The regional local bank right now is, I'm going to say it again, in the crossfire. I think that's fair. You think that statement is fair? You you put my hyperbole in check. The regional local bank is in the crossfire right now. Do you that, really do you, do you really believe that, Judah? Say that again. Explain the First it. Republic just got bailed out. Yeah. So what I hear Judah say, uh, Jerry saying, is um, UVACC, uh, Atlantic, whatever the local banks are in the crosshair. Is that what you're saying? There's a a push from depositors. To take their deposit money, especially wealthy, rich depositors with heavy deposits in bank. Right now, the chatter is depositors, wealthy ones, will take their deposits from local regional banks where uncertainty is persistent to big banks where the uncertainty is less persistent. And as wealthy depositors take their deposited money to big banks and away from smaller banks, the conversation on Wall Street is this will create more of an aggregation of big banks, more big banks out there, and less okay. small banks okay. out there. And if you start having fewer banks, fewer options, like anything in life, fewer options means it's not good. Not good less for the competition, less accountability, not good for the consumer. It's kind of maybe like more collusion from a pricing standpoint. It's kind of like uncontested elections. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. That's a shout out to Neil Williamson. But that's kind of like an uncontested election. So that's a perspective I've never really thought about before. But I was thinking as you were speaking, um, yeah, I know I can do that every once in a while. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Uh, My question for John is, does he feel uncomfortable enough to take whatever amount of money he has out of his local bank and do something else with it? I can tell you Keith and Yona are not, right? And we have money in multiple local banks we are not wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, and they're not huge dollar amounts. But, but to put it into perspective, these dollar amounts are something that we rebuilt since we lost everything we had back in 2008 or nine. So we know what it's like to lose everything. We know what it's like, what, what that looks like. And I personally feel comfortable enough that it, none of this is telling me to take all my cash out of... of uh, the banks that are local banks that I'm in and put it underneath my mattress or put it into a bigger bank. Matter of fact, I prefer not to put it in a bigger bank. I'd rather put it in a smaller bank where I can trust the people that I know, that I can see the people that I know, that I know I can pick up the phone and call the president of a local bank and say, hey, what's going on? That has value to me as well. What's going on? That has value to me to as To me, well. I'd rather do that than put it in some big-ass bank that you have no idea what they're doing with your money. This I know, and particularly, you know, UVACC, I know the folks at the board level, you know, what the hell's going on, which I got an email from them, by the way, explaining, hey, everything is fine. So I think the question for John is, is when, when people like John and Keith 
and whoever says, I'm scared, I'm taking my money out, that, I think that's when it gets scary. But that's just my personal opinion. And like I said, I am not an expert this at, at all. Viewers and listeners, what do you think? John Blair, thoughts? Put them in the feed. Cully Baggett has this for you. Comments are coming in fast and furious. This is on the... Um, that's a TV. That's a movie series, isn't it? Deer Lake Estates listing. Three Rudolph Street in Ruckersville. Look at this house, guys, on the MLS. Sure. Three Rudolph Street in Ruckersville. Asking price, 535 It's priced well. Total square feet, a little over 4,000. You're looking at it just under 1.3 acres, 1.2 and change. This house is damn good. Viewers and listeners, this is a house to purchase. <laughs> Cully Baggett for you. Um, there's a multi-unit complex built in the last few years right outside Deer Lake Estates. Mm-hmm. They actually border each other. How do you and Keith think that these units will affect the values of the standalone single-family homes in Deer Lake? Will it help them? Will it hurt them? Well, in order, it, I think the answer is no, obviously. I, I think I'm supposed to say that, but no. And I can prove it because we went back and crunched the numbers over the last couple of years and the last couple of months. I, I, don't, think it, I don't think it impacts it that much. The location is actually probably the most uh, key feature to it. But what's really, the, the, you got to buzz through the pictures on the link in the home. The, it is an absolutely well-built Great priced, great appointed home. I, and I look, I, I've learned a long time ago, um, never put bad juju on 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 anything. So uh, you want to taught you that? No, I, well, I have to. That, you know, I may be Irish, but sometimes I don't have the luck of the Irish when it comes to betting stuff. I've so, seen that firsthand. <laughs> right. So um, I, I've I've inherited the gift of the gab on the Irish end of it, but yes, not, you have. not so much the the luck end of it. Plus, the house is green. My God, it's St. Patrick's Day. Go out and buy it. Uh, it's, buy it's it. beautiful. It's a perfect perfect house to buy on St. Patrick's Day. Um, we, we, I I will we will report in on Monday. I'm curious. Traffic. I'm exactly right. I'm curious on what kind of phone traffic or showing traffic we get. Uh, Going in, I'm also even though Mrs. Smith gave me permission to talk about this today, I'm also trying to navigate so I don't get myself into too much trouble uh, with Mrs. Smith on on not saying too much. Oh, Dean Russell is watching the program. Hello, Dino. I love this guy, and he says uh, my son will play. Thank you, Dean. That's just that's the best part of my day. Seeing you leave a comment on the comment section right here. I, I, I love Dean I, Russell. I thought I was. Oh well. no, you're you're one of my <laughs> favorite parts. He's commenting on your Facebook page right there. Yeah. Yeah, Thank cool. you, Dean. Good to yeah. see you, pal. So we'll find out on Monday, but take a look at it, guys. You know, I think it's a great, it's we're a talking, great house. Right it's here. a great house. It's a great price. Um, it's how far from Five Rudolph Street to uh, downtown Charlottesville to UVA Health? You would probably X that. Or the grounds of the University of Virginia. So we've got these great little things. In if so- this home, guys, this home in Greene County, Dean, this seriously just made my day. Your comment right there. Uh, this home in Greene County that we're talking about in Deer Lake Estates. List price is five thirty-five. It's over four thousand square feet. This is a custom-built home. Oh yeah, it's on nearly one point three acres. Yeah, this home, if this is in Almaro County, probably has an eight or nine. I would say on the light side of seven. Depending yeah, that's on, light, not on one point three acres. Well, seven. well, it depends on where. Yeah, right. The lo- lo- hey, what's number one? <laughs> location. Location. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> location matters, and it does. You know, if it was in Western Albemarle. You're 100% right. If it was someplace else, uh, maybe not. So let's see. Let's see. Western so, Almar, that would have a... Western Almar, this would be a nine. Uh, maybe even a one. Yeah. 
this would be a million dollars a much now more. So Keswick, this would be nine. Southside Charlottesville, this would be eight. I mean, you're literally driving an extra <laughs> five or ten minutes to save three hundred grand. I, I need to get a life, right? right. So I'm, while you're talking, I'm getting on Google just to see what the um, drive time is. Yeah. To that, and I use Google for my bike routes, and I clicked it in there. I didn't look at it, and and it said one hour and forty five minutes. I said what? <laughs> And I realized, oh. <laughs> That's riding a bicycle. <laughs> That's riding a bicycle. Uh, let me see. Hold on a second. Are you using this pin as the starting point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, to the university hospital. Oh, okay. Just to, That's just, even better. That's yeah. just kind of a. There's a, more, em- more employment opportunities at UVA Hospital than I love Seville. I call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judah's worked with us for 12 years. Uh, Scotty Moe, there's Judah, a good comment. Judah, Scott Morris is watching that. There's a good comment in there from Bill McChesney on the I Love Seville group for you. So if you check out the I Love Seville group, not the Facebook page, but the group, and check out the comment from Bill McChesney, he's it's got a question for door you. Door to door is 15 miles. From UVA Hospital to door to, hold on Deer Lake hold, Estates, 5 hold, Rudolph hold, Street. I lied to you, it's 16 miles. That's fantastic. What's the time in the car? Uh, according to this, 32 minutes. But I'm looking at it. There's a couple of couple of three red spots there up around Lowe's. So I don't know if they got an accident going. Well, on. and the time that they put on there is always the max. Particularly when you drive like you. <laughs> oh. I drive fast. I got a heavy foot. That's what I said. Okay. Particularly okay. if you're driving. Like, so one of the things I love about this house, I don't I'm, know. I'm speeding tickets. I mean, if you haven't realized this by now, I think the chatter's been on social media. I've gotten some speeding tickets over there. I mean, I have a heavy foot. You know what? Get it. I, this is what I don't understand. If you, you do get, you. As, as Yvonne says to dad all of me, you do you, dad. You do you, Jerry. One of the great things about that, that location, personally, have you ever been to Murphy's Coffee Shop out there? No. You speak highly of it. Yeah. I think they have bagels there. They have. Eh. Well, we're we're going to draw a line there. Okay. They, we're let we're me re- talk about their coffee. Let me rephrase this. They, yes, they have bagels. Okay. But you know that's like talking about pizza. That's a, that's a that's a tough topic to, to talk about. I don't understand why people, when they get in their car to go somewhere, they're not maximizing efficiency and time when driving to the place they need to go. When you get in your car and you need to go somewhere, why wouldn't you try to go where you're trying to go in as quick a time as possible and as quickly as and efficiently as possible? I get in my car. I got the Explorer right out there. I'm going to try to go somewhere this afternoon in the 2 o'clock range. I'm going to try to go there as fast as possible. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm trying to find a question. I don't understand trying, the folks is that, a rhetor- that is that go a rhetorical? from point A to point B and not get, the fastest, I'm trying to get my, way my, my, my numbers all in order because I'm confused now. So, so is that a rhetorical thing or do you want me to actually opine on it? I just move. I, I want to get there. Yeah, okay. So where are you from originally? You're from uh, Williamsburg, right? Uh, I grew up in Williamsburg, Virginia. I was yes. born in Naples, Florida. Okay, got it. How was traffic around Williamsburg? Same as Charlottesville, I would say. Okay. So the, it's very interesting. For, for those of us, like your, your in-laws and your wife, and those of us who grew up in the Northeast, that conversation is a 100% ongoing Conversation. You arrive someplace and you immediately start talking about what's the best and quickest and fastest way to get home. 
So to me, it's, in, it's, it's, it's just ingrained. If I'm traveling from point A to point B, I'm trying to figure out what the fastest way to get there. And it may not be a straight line, right? It may not be a straight line. Because sometimes a straight line, like in this case, has one, two, three, four red spots on it. Right now, if we were leaving Green County here, so which I don't know if they got accidents or something going on there. But it's for all twenty nine. Yeah, but eleven thirty in a day—that's that, usually blue all the way through. You don't usually see a couple of spots in there. I think, I think uh, Jerry could make that in probably 20, 25 minutes. I think I can get from Deer Lake Estates, if I bought five Rudolph Street, and this is a fantastic value, and I had to work downtown here in Charlottesville, Look at you, I huh? think I'd make here 20 minutes. Yeah. Scotty Moe's watching the program. How long from Deer Lake Estate do you think Scotty Moe? He lives in Culpeper. He lives north of town. Dude's haul and tail constantly into Charlottesville. That he was dude, here Wednesday. That dude never stops moving. Dude, he grinds. He never stops. He's con- Have you noticed with Scotty Moe, moving. he is constantly on the phone? No, he just doesn't want to talk to us when with, he's here. With the, <laughs> he earbud- <misses> <laughs> the earbuds in, talking to somebody, on- he's constantly on the phone. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, that's the life of a loan officer. So, so, that's, so that's interesting. To your point, um, I put in my house to here. Just to your point, it calls out 27 minutes, 15.7 miles, 27 minutes. I've never gone over 20 minutes. That's what I'm saying. They always pick the maximum I've never time. gone over. And it is one hour and 31 minutes. In case on a bicycle. Everybody's on a bicycle. John and, Blair says to Keith. And you can walk it in five hours. John Blair is answering your question on LinkedIn. He says to answer Keith's question, no, I have confidence in local banks. Yeah, I I, I hope they all thrive because like Jerry said, I favor more competition. We all want, we all yeah. want that. Without doubt. So, the, so when John and Keith, because I only can speak for myself and John just gave the answer. When we start wanting to pull that out and shove it underneath our mattress or do whatever, that's when it's time to get scared. Yeah. I don't think we're there yet. That's when you're going to St. Martin. Uh, no, I, I don't know if you could even, that, if that really happened. You could take that bag of cash to St. Martin. You think that it's a very small bag. How it's far? A, how, it's how, a small Bodo's bag, right? <laughs> one, one bagel, small Bodo's Is bag. Is it dollar to dollar there? Is a dollar in the U.S. Oh. 80 cents in St. Martin? Oh, or is it a dollar that is, an, that is an interesting question. Um, do we have, what time is it? Do we have time to talk about we that? we got a couple minutes. Um, so it's, it's the euro. Because okay. oh, okay. it's, it's France. Understood. But... They do one to one, which right now is not. I, I did. I haven't checked the euro to the dollar right now. It 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 may be. Uh, it's That's been a dollar six. One euro equals a dollar and yeah, six cents so, United so, States dollars. So right one now, euro is a buck oh six in America. Yeah. So it costs you a dollar six to get a euro. One euro. So on and St. Martin, what they'll what most places do is a one to one. So if your bill is five bucks or five euros, you give them five bucks and they're happy with it. It's a unique scenario because it's only 38 miles across. One side is Dutch, one side is French. The Dutch side uses the dollar. So you just take your dollar and go five miles over to the Dutch side and buy something and come back. But, you know, it was impactful when, when the euro was like a buck and a quarter, yeah. buck, to, buck 50. It, it, it made a difference. Oh, by the way, I booked our May-June trip for two weeks. <laughs> we got to talk about that later. Is that true? Oh, yeah, totally. You're going? Uh, we always go away for our wedding anniversary. And end of May, early June? Uh, last week, our wedding anniversary is May 26th, so it'll be the last week of May, first week of June. Just you and Yona? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, this is our uh, well, congratulations. 37th wedding anniversary. 37 years. Yeah, 37 years. She Poor stayed woman. with you for 37 years. Poor woman. <laughs> She, th- she thinks that Bodo's bag of cash is a lot bigger than what it actually is. She controls that bag. There's no doubt about she that. She controls She doesn't even bag. let me look in it. You better sell this damn house this week. Yeah, yeah. She literally, she literally get will. La- you think you're laughing? I'm not allowed to look. Oh no, in I'm it. not laughing. I know. I, I get a, I get a debit card. Spent a lot I'm, of time with you over the get, last five years. I get a debit card, and I'm only allowed to spend this much money on the debit card. No doubt. <laughs> I, I, I have a. If I have, I have a. If, yeah. If I, if that limit was a little bit higher, I'd be taking everybody out for lunch. It's just the way I am short story so as growing up because we never had anything we were five kids um on a fireman's salary in the city in new york back in the 60s and the 70s i left i left uh, early i left the first half of the 80s i wasn't home but if we would go out to dinner as a family um once a year it was a lot and stupid, which would be me, because, you know, everybody was like, okay, well, we'll order the cheapest thing on the menu because that's all we could do. I went for, like, the surf and turf, <laughs> you know. like. How and, did your dad respond to that? Oh, I, I, it's been 30-something years later, and I still hear it. Every time we go out for dinner, he goes, yes, yeah, so you're going to order the most expensive stuff? Yeah, Pop, I'm paying the bill. I'm going <laughs> to order the most expensive stuff. Okay. And this is the guy that said, oh, he came back. Oh, stop. He loves you. Very much so. Very much so. I am. I. I am. You're very fortunate. I am so damn lucky. Yeah. To have the family that I have. Your family's great too. All around us. Yeah. They. 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 Um. I think the only uh, thing I feel guilty about is, um, much like the, um, the song. Uh, what's the guy that changed his name? Um. It'll, somebody will chime in. It was big in the seventies. Cat Stevens. Puff Daddy. Cat Stevens. Not oh. Puff Daddy. Cat Stevens. John Puffy Collins. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. He did it. Knowing, knowing my mother and father. I'm going to wrap up with this. Knowing that my mother and father listen. I apologize. I don't take enough time to talk to them. When they call me, it's always, "Hey, Dad, I got to go to a meeting." "Hey, Mom, I got to go to a meeting," and I don't feel good about that. So, and I'm about ready to tear up. Um, I love them dearly. I love them dearly. Um, and uh, the fact that I say I've got to me, I got to go, doesn't mean I don't love you any more, any, any less. But um, I, uh, I regret that. If I were to have one regret in my day, is it's that I don't take enough time for my parents. There you go. Well, I think you just did. Keith Smith, A plus people. Cut that guys. into a sizzle reel. Cut that into a sizzle reel. Is that the one we should do? I think that's the one we okay. should do. Uh, but you could do what you want. No, but that, that, came from, that came from the heart. Let's make that a piece of content that we get out there, Judah. Sizzle reel. Sizzle reel that. Keith Smith showing some emotions. Uh, Monday's yeah. show, Nikki Chambliss and To Be Determined. Yeah. To Be Determined. We got, a big week. Come. we got a big week next week, my friend. We got, we Listen got. to the show, guys, we have next week. Go ahead. Yeah, so one of the reasons I was loving to wrap up kind of the tail end of the month with Batman and Robbins is... Monday, we got Nikki Chambliss and a guest. We, I know who it is. just can't remember what it is, but it's going to be a rock star for sure. Wednesday, we got this big, you know, how to win in today's market show. It's going to be kind of kind of unique format. We've never done it before, so I'm super excited about it. Um, the goal is, is to bring people, rotate in and out of seats here and give some uh, house hacks to help people win in today's market. And it's going to be cut into one big, long, 
sizzle reel that we're going to post on the website so people can go back and look at it. And then Friday, I'm really excited about, we've got Lloyd Snook and Michael Payne here, and we're going to start in earnest uh, next Friday, pretty much going for the next couple of months, a bunch of political roundtables on Friday. So I kind of wanted to wrap up this before we kind of got actually got to work <laughs> for the next couple of couple of months with just spending time with you and and just doing what we do best and i love i love every minute of this of the days when we do this happy st patty's day amigo happy st patty's day um michael plecker says he'll be out there hosting the deer run estates listing from there noon to two tomorrow so and he's stop gonna by and see him he's going to join us on uh on wednesday too that's right um i love this show um viewers and listeners I think you see what kind of uh, man Keith Smith is, and his better half is just as uh, pure-hearted and wonderful and A-plus and character and, and, and honest and, and driven. Yes, and, Realty Partners. Guys. And what do I do? You, you're, you buy and sell homes. <laughs> help you help people buy, buy and sell homes. He's a realtor. Okay, let's, we're going to wrap this up. He's a realtor. Let's see if we can get the six. To, don't yeah. cheat. Let's see if we can get the six I'm in I'm not going to get them in order. Oh, come on. Come on. I can get the six, but not in order. I will do you the best van on white. If you want me to. Location. No, 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 no. What? Location. Location. Yeah. Features. Price. Features. Condition. Features is right. Okay. Conditions. Yeah. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Uh, timing. Who, who on the other side matters? Look at you. Yeah. There you go. I learned from you. I mean, well, five I learned, years I learned been, from you all the time. Five years. How long have we been doing this? How many shows? Oh, don't remind me. Liza, the dog, is, is yeah. whining. If you guys and she are knows. She actually Judah's knows. actually chastising Liza. Yeah, she knows the show. She ended. knows the show's over. The yeah. She knows so we're smart. like eight minutes over. She's so smart. Um, I've been Location, doing- price, features, condition, timing, and who on the other side or what your team is matters. I think this is show 450 in that vicinity. It's awfully close. I didn't take a look. I, 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 450 I shows, 90 minutes roughly each show. I mean, I feel like I've had like a master's in business from Keith Smith on real estate who's been in this game since 1987. So Did you say 1887? 1987. Oh, okay, sorry. 1987. Three days a week, 90 minutes a class, three classes a week for the last almost five years. We're coming up on it. When was the first show? Wasn't it 18? Yeah, it At was. At the end actually. of 18? No, it was beginning of 18. We'll figure it out. I, I'm just saying. I just it's been my pleasure. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. It's a topic we, that we I map have, this I'm out passionate every passionate once about. in a while. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Will. it's been my pleasure. I couldn't do it without you, and I truly mean that. I, and I'm not, I'm not just saying it to say it. I, I've done it a couple of times without you, and I, I know enough that I can't do it without you. So thank you. Makes, um, plus, how okay. chemistry works well. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I love Seville show. Fifty minutes from now, Bellamy Brown in, on the I love Seville show, and we have a lot of news and notes to get to that we did not get to yesterday. So I love Seville show is going to be locked and loaded. Is he on for the whole show? Uh yeah. Good. Bellamy Brown. That'd be a good one. He's a great guy. Could be good. We love Bellamy. I think he's watching right now. All right, for Judah, for Keith. This show is archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. I'm Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us. So long. Well, Keith, that was fun. Yeah, I had a great time. So easy. With the room spinning and a headache. Look at that. That was absolutely great. I think he's going to tell you when the mics are off. Oh, that would be helpful. That's the meds I'm on, guys.